you often uh, stood around waiting for him at the beginning of episodes. It has happened before. Sometimes he's waiting for me. Just depends who gets here first. This time, though, I wanted to get here first. Why? Well, normally, it's his way of setting the context and location for each episode, but this time we're starting at Dublin Airport, based on the premise that he's bringing the ruby over on the ferry from Holyhead, having been in Norfolk. And, of course, you and I have flown here from Stockholm. And as he knows I like aircraft, it's a chance to do a bit of spotting while we wait. You do realise this is just a podcast. We could simply be talking about beer or whatever, instead of which... Instead of which, you are stamping up and down along the observation deck with your hands in your pockets. Would you like to borrow my spare bins? What? My spare binoculars. Oh, we aren't really here. This isn't really happening... Oh, look at that. Edinger's A330 in the brand new livery. Fine, let's have the spare pair. What's that one? Uh, that one's Air Canada, flight from Toronto Pearson. Uh, the airport code is YYZ. YKK? Must be the zip line. No, no, that's, that's in Hawaii. That's too far to be a direct flight. Robert just didn't he? Well, I thought it was funny. That may be part of the problem. Where is he? I told him we were on a later flight. Because I wanted to have more time for plane spotting. Why would you do that? To get you back from your car prank in Talbury. <laughs> that was funny at the time. Oh, look, there he is now. Sorry I was late. Had I been keeping you waiting long? Eh, not too long. <laughs> For you, Eddie. Not to worry. We're on our way to Kilcool. I don't see it on the map. Follow the M50 around Dublin and see to the south where it blends into the M11 and then becomes the N11. The easy bit is to follow it down to Exit 11 then towards the coast and follow the signs. Uh, let me look. Oh, here. There you go, Dominic. Small town again, Rob. We just left Dublin, home of Guinness. Where is the fun in that? It's good and available almost everywhere. You could have just gone to the off-license and then recorded this from your bedroom. Cuts out on travel expenses, I suppose. Oh, talking of, there's a fresh packet of quavers back there, just like you asked for. I thought you only liked Walker's salt and vinegar. Not just, but I'll put these in my pack for later. You save them for a special occasion? Oh, oh yes. Who's the lucky lady? I don't know yet. What expenses? Uh, your family. I got you a bag of Monster Munch. So much for holding out for the coffee creams. Patrick... Would you play for us again to get us to kill cool? Ah, my pleasure.
I do enjoy these quiet and open country roads. It is only open ahead of us. Uh, the occasional speed demon does go past us when there's a suitable passing spot. I don't think he's seen behind us. Oh, the tractor hauling hay bales wanted to get by. Hey, downhill for a bit. We can pick up speed here. Hey! Wow, 32 miles an hour. Could you feel the buffeting? That was the suspension. Oh no! What happened? That last bump. I sat on my quavers. What are we doing now? You could sprinkle them in a burger as a crunchy, cheesy topping. Ooh, I like that. That's gourmet. I'm going to try that. The ladies can wait. As they have for so long. I'm not even going to dignify that with a response. Oh, look. Uh, glimpses of the Irish Sea to the left. No, I can't see it from back here. We'll get closer. First off, um, who has the notes about Kilcool? I gave them to Patrick with the directions. So you did. What can we know? Okay, I'm not reading this just as a list of facts that you found. Well, start us off with something. Hmm. Kilcool is a small coastal town, 28 kilometres south of Dublin. Which is why it's taken us well over an hour to get here. Hey, fair's fair. That's 28 kilometres south of Dublin proper. I got you from the airport, so we came the long way round. We've done almost 28 miles, which give it some mental mathers and carry the... Uh, call it 45 kilometres. See? Not so bad. If any of this looks familiar, the town was used as a set for a TV show on RTE called Glen Row. Nah, to be honest, I have not heard of that. Well, it was on from 1983 for just over 17 years. Don't worry, I hadn't seen it either. There is some personality to this town, though. I mean, look at the mural to the right. Probably more historical references than that than we don't get. I'm pulling into the next door. What's next door? The off-license opposite. Oh, I see. I didn't hear back from the brewery, and you already had the plane ticket, so I felt we were committed in coming anyway. I'll see if they have some old brother's beers. Coming or waiting? Yeah, we'll wait here. Oh, I wanted to. Going to turn down Sea Road. Get us right down to the coast. The ruby was made for roads like this. Yeah, it feels right at home. A thousand miles of East Anglia. With more salt air. And suddenly a railway. Why does no one put the station in the town it serves anymore? Well, it isn't like you're walking from here to town. Never mind that. What did you buy? Let's get a set up on the beach first. Dominic, the folding table and chairs, please. I'll bring the recording equipment. What should I carry? Grab those and we'll set up on the beach just over there. Are we all set? I think so. Okay, good. I bought two local brews. The first is O Brother Brewing's The Sinner. How local are they? Uh, the brewery is closer to where we bought these than we're sitting now here on the beach. But you didn't want to go visit the brewery? Well, not really visiting hours there, and sometimes it's best to just keep out from underfoot. True, but you must have something to tell us about them. 
I certainly do. The brewery was launched in 2011 by the three O'Neill brothers, Brian, Padraig and Barry. They all gave up sensible day jobs to produce craft beer. Seems like a good trade. As long as you can make it work. It would appear that they have and are thriving. And their winning strategy? The one that the successful craft brewers are using. Solid core selection of beers sold in a sustainable catchment area, and then they add the fun experiments to be available more locally. How do they get started? Home brewing? Yes, home brewing. Honing their craft until ready to scale it up to more full production? Uh, yeah, with some advice and assistance. From home? That would be with the support of the Wicklow Local Enterprise Office. The development of new local industries is important to strengthening a local economy. Okay, all very interesting, but I am, as ever, once again, the thirsty one. Okay, then. you be mother and poor for us. Certainly, we are using reusable cups now. I've got these nice enamelled ones. Where did you find those? They look like they've seen better days. Yeah, army surplus store in Warmington. You sure? You doubt me? I'm starting to. Never mind that. Just set them down. Hmm. Well, we can't see much of the colours of these cups. Well, it's bright and sunny today. If you tilt the cup, you can get the sun through it. Very pale and hazy under the head. Mm, it does work. Ooh, the smell is pretty too. Very floral, but with interest. It's it isn't cloying or clawing for attention. <laughs> Rob, do you remember the first time you smelled gorse bush in Suffolk? That weird, strong coconut smell, but you know it isn't coconut. I get the same feeling. Not coconut, but that. Can we have another one? I've already finished mine. What? All, already? Why? I mean, I did say I was thirsty. Sure, fine. Uh, Patrick, would you please pass him another? Thanks. <sighs> Lovely. I wonder if he knows it's a little stronger than he's used to. Uh, it is 6.2%. Not too much stronger, but he may feel it in a few minutes. Uh, he'll sleep in the car. I'll be fine. Although I do like it a lot. Very biscuity at first. It's lovely. It's the strong malt base they gave it. It works well. It has seemed more common to dial back on the malts to favour the hops. I was reading on something I just had in my hand a moment ago. It had seven malt types blended together. That works. It's sweet but not overpowering. And then the hops. Mm, and then the hops. Citra for the tropical fruit notes, Rob? Yes, backed with Centennial and Cascade. See, I'm getting better at this. You certainly are. The citra I get, but what do you look for in the other hops? That's the additional floral notes, and you get that touch of almost spice to it. Cascade is really good for that. So can you tell me a bit more about the hop varieties then? What are they used for? Um, I'm going to hold off on that for right now. We're planning a more in-depth episode on that. And have been for a while. Information and coordination, Dominic. Did you finish that second one yet, Dominic? No, no. About half of it's left. Here you go. Uh, thank you. So you're both enjoying it? Definitely. The Sinner is a winner. I'm glad to hear it. I thought so too. Okay, let's take a couple of minutes to set ourselves back up with the next one. Um, Dominic, could you fetch the other beer from the Ruby? Sure. 
Can you uh, pass me the keys, please? There you go. Cool. I'll be right back. Ooh, he moves well. Yes, he's very articulate. Yeah, good with words too. <laughs> the Hopscotch Podcast is sponsored by Burt's Better Beers. Burt's Better Beers is located close to Exit 9 North off I-93 in Hooksett, New Hampshire. They have a large selection of international, national and local beers, ciders and meads. Cans and bottles are individually priced so you can select your own beer tour. Tell Bert you heard about Bert's Better Beers on Hopscotch. I expect you'll get a smile that is never far away. You can call Bert's at 603-413-5992 or visit them through their Facebook presence at facebook.com slash Bert's Better Beers. Also follow Bert on Twitter at twitter.com slash Bert's Better Beers. Their opening hours are Tuesday to Friday, 10 to 8, Monday and Saturday, 10 to 7, Sunday, 11 to 3. Bert's Better Beers, stimulating the economy, one beer at a time. Dominic, did you click on record? Of course I did. We are live. Good, thank you. Welcome back after our brief palate cleanse. It wouldn't have worked to try and compare those on top of each other. Normally we have more of a natural break between each. So, where do we start with this one, Rob? Hold on, just trying to sort this out. Dominic, could you pass him the notes? Here you go, Patrick. Okay, what have you got? Larkin's Brewing is another recent addition to the industry, formerly dating back to 2015, although their first beers weren't distributed until early 2017. And, as with our brother based here in Kilkul. Something that sets them apart a little bit is that their original core range was all lagers. Yeah, in a market that was very excited about IPAs, that was a bold step. They did diversify into ales. Uh, yes, they did. The two brothers at the centre of it are Cillian and Nick Fye. I believe that the rest of the family is also involved, but I'm not sure in what capacity at the moment. So which one did you buy, Rob? It's called Outlier. Go ahead and pour it out. I think it's a bit murky than the last one. Murky or cloudy? Sorry. Cloudier. Comes right at you through the nose, though. All that fruit. This is where I can get into what you're talking about with the tropical fruit. You can actually smell into your imagination. Mango, pineapple. I'm getting grapefruit from it, too. And do you get the resin coming off the pine? Oh, no, you mentioned it. It is there. I just sipped mine. And? Well, with the stent still in my nose, you can taste the malt base. Mm, gentle biscuit. Not quite as strong as the previous one. More like a nice than a hobnob? Uh, it comes in at 5%. A little stronger than maybe a, a session beer, but it's not a hammer either. Oh, Totally. Still not sure about the body, though. For me, personally, I'm not a fan of cloudy beers. 
Rob, talking of cloudy, and I do not mean to cut this short, but there are some definite rain clouds moving this way. Dominic, sound the retreat to the ruby. Toot toot. Good enough. Oh, you turn nuts. We kept the recording off until the rain had passed and made progress towards our next stop. And here we are, by the side of the road. Again. Can't we ever visit, you know, a town? We were going to, but two things occurred. First, the ruby was struggling with the hill you chose. There are three of us in here, plus the equipment. Second, the distillery you were curious about doesn't seem to be open to the public. Well, the main office isn't open to the public, and we aren't going to drive around looking for another point of interest. Ah, here is pretty. Where where, where exactly is here? Uh, This road is the R756 at about 300 metres above sea level, and we are stopped in the car park for visitors of the Glendasson Valley Lead Mines. Why? Off-road parking. Hmm, Not the prettiest part of this road. It isn't quite, but it is interesting. The history of lead mining in the valley goes back to... Rob, how about we divert your attention from lead mines to copper stills? Nicely done, Patrick. If he gets going, it could be ages before he's done. Okay, copper then. Specifically, writer's tears, copper pot. Uh, You know all about writer's tears, don't you, Rob? I do after this episode. I finished the research bottle in the process. Your usual exhaustive research, I see. It's what I strive for. To business, then. I think we can taste test this by the side of the road. Dominic, the picnic basket, if you please. Here look good. Perfect. Uh, Rob, did you want the whole hamper? Sure. There's a nice mature Irish cheese in there that will go well with this. Cheese and whiskey? Why not? It's the ability to pair those complementary flavours that makes them amazing. It isn't the focus, though. Well, we can do that bit after we record this bit for broadcast. Cool. Okay, here's some for each of us. Where has it come from? A few miles from here, the distiller is Walsh Whiskey, the origins of which date back to 1999. Bernard and Rosemary Walsh created the company Hot Irishman Limited to blend and bottle Rosemary's perfect Irish coffee recipe. Um, Let me break this up a little so it isn't just me reading these note cards I made. In 2005, they added... The Irishman Irish Cream Liqueur. This liqueur combined Irish dairy cream, Irish whiskey... Vanilla and toffee flavours. In 2007, they introduced the Irishman, a blend of two styles, single malt and single pot still. Then in 2009, we come to... Writer's Tears. Uh, I have the title card, not the notes. Ah, I have the notes here. Though progressively named, it is made as an old Irish pot still whiskey recipe, a vatting of single malt and single pot still whiskies. It is also award-winning. A gold medal winner at the International Spirits Challenge in London. In Jim Murray's iconic Whiskey Bible, he says... 
Altogether, a very unusual Irish whisky, a throwback to the last century where spiced pure pot still whisky was married with floral single malt. Uh, Patrick, would you pour some out? So, gentlemen, first impressions. Even out here in the fresh air, it is warming and very soothing. I get what you mean, but if you would narrow it down a bit, uh, honey warmth? That's probably the best way to describe it, I think. I mean, I was feeling breakfast toast and, and honey. It may be our being sat out here, but I'm getting apple from it too. Um, I do have some apples in the hamper, so I'm not sure if it's from that. Yeah, I get a little bit too. Mm, that taste. There's a smooth spice to it. Spice might not be the right word, though. The comfort and warmth of the wood notes with a slightly sharper note. Slightly aggressive sweetness on top of the beautiful base layer, and then waiting and the finish just lingers longingly. Like savouring the last piece of a bar of chocolate. Mm-mm, not behind that. I've seen how you eat chocolate. Mmm. Smooth, creamy nut chocolate nut... Smooth, creamy chocolate nuttiness worth letting this mellow in the mouth while we sit out here. Well, gentlemen, I think we've tarried here long enough. I'd be obliged if you drop me back off at the airport. We can do that. Might also be a good moment to wrap up this episode. Good thought. Um, Patrick, you did such a nice job on the Laxand episode. Would you be willing? Of course. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode and the others in the series, especially the ones I'm in. <laughs> you can find out more information about these locations. Visit us at hopscotchpodcast.com on soundcloud.com at https colon forward slash forward slash do people still do that? soundcloud.com forward slash hopscotchpodcast or on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or via your favourite podcast app as Hopscotch Podcast. And finally, the Twitter account, at Hopscotch Podcast. And with that, Patrick... (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. Uh, You know what? Um, I'm going to commit you to more episodes now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Good night.